It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. Live from the global international JTG studio. Uh, it's been brought back for a special edition. Uh, we are uh, just in our old Hickory location and loving life and uh, getting to hang out with some friends. Our podcast here on the second cup of Joe and John does with a lot of Nashville stuff. And uh, our guest today, John, uh, his business, his empire is right next to where I grew up in Hendersonville, Tennessee. It's a wicked web we weave. You seem to know my Rolodex. I know your Rolodex. We do. It's kind of creepy. That's why it's. Uh, that's why this has always been so fun. And that's why don't be a jackass in Nashville because the six degrees is really close. Yeah. Whoever you whoever you piss off, you're probably going to come back around and and try to work for. That was a good restaurant down in Gulch, by the way. If you're if you're into like foodie, like the early foodie scene, does yeah. that? It, it was called Six Degrees. Oh yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah you don't. Yeah, I didn't know that. that. You, <laughs> you remember going to the uh, what was the uh, 24 hour place on Elliston that uh, stayed open. Well, oh, 24 hours, Coco, ca- Cafe Coco. That or, oh, that was so good. That or Hermitage Cafe on first. Yeah. Right behind us at 103 KDF. Yeah. Somebody that just moved in here said, we have no idea what, what, what they're about. But I, I went and, and Kevin can comment on this too. I was, I was down in that area at the Gulch and I don't recognize our city now. We have, I think someone counted 14 cranes. It's like an enormous erector set downtown for all the buildings going up. And if you dropped you off in certain parts of town, you would not recognize uh, our city nowadays. And it's just beautiful. I think it's all for the better. Uh, maybe. We'll see. I, I, I know somebody that uh, that can do attest to that is, is our guest. Do you have people, I have people in my life that um, you would be one of them, um, that when you call them, you can't have a 30-second conversation, right? I, I've got, you, you and I are like that, right? Sure. We're just, we're a little chatty. Sure. Um, Steve Neiman, who was the uh tournament director of the Electric Lux, if you're going back to LPGA days. Him and I still keep, uh, he ran the U.S. Senior Open in South Bend in 2018, I think. And no two, it's always a three-hour lunch and two-hour conversation. You know, it's just one of the, the our guest today, he, he called the other day, and we were on for like seven, eight minutes. We're just, so this, we're going to, I don't know if we're going to solve any of the world's problems, but we're chatty Cathy's, don't you think? I think it's going to be fun. Kevin has a lot of the same uh, friends that we have in different circles, and we don't really hang out together all uh, so it's going to be fun to to have that come uh, full circle here and a lot of great stories because Kevin's a pilot and it's tough being us and sorry for the rest of you. Let's roll the Rolodex. Hey, we know people. Let's take a spin through Joe and John's Rolodex. And it lands on the M's. It's Kevin McCutcheon, founder, president, CEO, guru of Flight Solutions Aviation, uh, built it from scratch. Uh, and a pilot with more uh, accolades and and uh, uh, certifications than than uh, I mean we'd be like if we listed them all we would just say hey thanks for joining us now it's time to go you know so we're not going to do that but Kevin welcome to the show I'm glad to be here and uh, thanks for that introduction can't say that's ever happened before but uh, I'll take it thank you <laughs> oh you got a lot going on and Joe and you you guys cross paths I did not know this that you cross paths. Well, before Kevin and I crossed. Well, paths. I'll open with a story. I don't know if Kevin even remembers it. So, uh, my history back in flying is my uh, first job was here in Nashville flying a CRJ 200, which won't mean anything to any of you, but it looks like a regional jet. When you get on your little regional jet, that's what it that's what it looks like. But prior to that, 
um, a, a pilot's resume is based on hours flown. So you either have it or you don't many times. And I was right on the border and I met Kevin through you at your make a wish big foundation that Jonathan came from journey was in. That. yeah oh, downtown okay. maybe it was at the Hilton one so of those I have two. influenced your life in some positive way that's where we cross paths and another great friend of mine who I went to high school with is Jeff Lynch and so both of you had said you need to meet Kevin McCutcheon because I was trying to get back and flying and I called you and you were open to a meeting and I drove out to Gallatin Airport where your base is you flew in on your helicopter <laughs> big big entrance from home <laughs> well, you said you were coming in, in your helicopter so holy, I was just trying to keep up <laughs> holy lands in his helicopter and uh you were just very gracious I didn't have the time but you listened to my story and we probably had a good 45 minute conversation and it was just terrific you're just a, a true gentleman oh, so thank you do you remember that Here's, I'm trying Honestly, I'm trying <laughs> this uh, is where it's like it was I, uh, big moment for for joe and and kevin's like i don't know well no it, it, it uh I, I interview a few pilots now and then but uh i do remember i remember your voice that's what i'm, I'm remembering mostly who, who right doesn't now. well you, i was you were probably listening as you were buzzing around in your helicopter uh across old hickory lake and such um, I, I feel like i'm in great company here too i mean i'm surrounded by some pretty amazing guys so i'm i'm tickled to be here well let me open up with uh we, so in flying, we'll just put a little background. Uh, I fly a, a Challenger 350 and a Challenger 300. I have a type rating in that. And that's what you get. That's your certification that, you know. Those are those are multi-million dollar planes, by the way, yeah, right? Yes, I mean, this are. is not a parafoil. So Kevin, uh, Kevin is typed, which is big. I mean, that's your captain status. And uh, a Hawker, a Citation, a Gulfstream, and a Falcon. So that's, that is uh, incredibly over the top. You've of, lost me. Of hard work. Those are very, very nice multi-million uh, dollar planes. Talk about your operation because it goes back to Starstruck, which uh, folks might recognize as Reba McIntyre's uh, original days. You were involved in that. Talk about how Flight Solutions came to be. Oh, that's a big question. Um, it started, I was, I'm from Minnesota, born and raised in St. Paul, Minnesota, and I was flying, uh, started my career there. I was 17 years old when I first stepped in an airplane and got wow. my intro flight. Had a few stumbles, one of those due to health reasons. I, I was denied my medical when I first applied for it. That's a problem. Yeah. So <laughs> not many people know this story, not that I advertise it, but... When Are was, you okay right now? Are you no, going to be okay? No, not You're at all. Not. Okay. <laughs> You're unstable as you speak. The meds, how you, you better watch the meds? me closely. Yeah, yeah. No, no meds. And in flying, no meds. your medical is your driver's license. It, no medical, no flying. Yeah, and it's it's connected to everything. And, and as a pilot, you know this. You get pulled over, you get a reckless driving ticket, DUI, you lose your license as a pilot. So it's it's all connected. But, yeah, I started flying always dreamed about flying since I was a little kid. You know, I was the one that uh, gravitated towards model airplanes. I'm the youngest of four. My dad was definitely afraid of flying. So don't ask me how I got the DNA. Wow. No, I got it through my mother. My mother was my first passenger when I got my private license. My dad wouldn't fly with me until it burned kerosene. You know, it's sure. jet A. But mom, uh, <laughs> mom trusted you though. Yeah. Okay. Well, moms do, right? Yeah, they right. have that um, unbiased love. You know, dads tend to be a little bit more. Eh, prove it first. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I appreciate my dad very much. But um, so I uh, developed a career. I went to college up there. I uh, got a CFI double IMEI, went through the college instructing and uh, made my way uh, to a point where I got hired by the airlines. I was given a, a training slot with Masaba. I don't remember if. Sure. Or a feeder for Northwest. That was a commuter, the turboprop days. 
uh, Northwest Airlines colors on it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The the Metroliners and the F-27s, for those that are out there flipping through the aircraft <laughs> book. Um, and I, starting pay was amazing. I think it's starting uh, first year FO was like 16000 a year. It's beautiful. It just, I mean, it was Breaking a dream it in, opportunity. Dream yeah. Sure. Had my uh, car on order, ready to go. But uh, so during that time, I was doing a little bit of flying for some other people in town, some really successful business people and mm-hmm. uh, flying their private airplanes as I was building time. And one of the guys called me up when I let everybody know I was leaving, you know, I'm going to be an airline pilot. So he called me up and said, you know, you sure you want to do this? I'd like to have you come work for me and fly this airplane that I'm going to buy. And, you know, we do this commercial real estate out in Pennsylvania and we just got this contract to build all new refrigerated warehousing for Hershey. And would you be the guy? And I said, well, you know, this is a dream of mine to go with the airlines. And then they told me how, how much they wanted to pay me and I quickly changed my mind. Excellent. So, uh, so that changed my life. I, I took a right turn there and became a corporate pilot, uh, which wasn't really my plan. You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking airlines and, uh, looking back, it was the best thing I ever did. Cause that led to, with this guy, I, Started the flight department, and within a year, we we're flying jets. I, I was 24 years old and got my first jet rating, which wow. was really amazing. Are you a captain at that point or no? Yeah, so when you okay. get a type rating, um, like Joe uh, described, it's like getting a driver's license, mm-hmm. right? But it's for each make and model of car. Okay. In this case, it's an airplane. So once you get your type rating, you're authorized to fly as captain on that specific type of aircraft. And uh so I did that for four years, and during that whole process, we sold one of our aircraft, and I ran into an attorney out of L.A. that had a client that was looking for an airplane, mm-hmm. and I thought it was um, Arnold Schwarzenegger because he was rumored to be looking for an airplane at the time. And, well, it turns out it was Reba McIntyre. And so I flew to Nashville in this airplane. We did a what's called a demo flight, sales mm-hmm. flight for her and her husband, and one thing led to another, and... Next thing I know, I was moving to Nashville. That's how you and everybody around me was saying, "Oh, it's crazy because we're going to start this company down here called Star Trek Aviation." So that's the quick, and that's what evolved eventually into Flight Solutions as Starstruck kind of closed down and you yeah. kept it going. Yeah, in. so we uh, Reba and I were partners for five years, and then I acquired the business, changed the name because all her her uh, infrastructure is called Starstruck something. Mm-hmm. And so I came up with Flight Solutions and transitioned the company over to that. And then by 1997, this all started in 91, 92. By 97, I transitioned to Flight Solutions, which 31 years later, here it is. Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. What what, did, what kind of stumbles did you make? What did you learn along the way to build a business that you say, these are my core values, and if I stick to these, uh, it's going to work out okay? Or did you had no game plan? Somewhere in between. Somewhere, okay. Yeah, right, somewhere in between. Some, I, <laughs> I gave you a lot of latitude there. Yeah, Kev. and I'm going to pick right down you the middle You didn't know here. Jack or you knew everything? So, uh, you know, what I did know was flying, right? So that part worked for me, but the business side was that, that was a steep hill to climb. Mm-hmm. And so one thing, thankfully, I, I had some great mentors and occasionally I listened to them. Um, <laughs> but uh, one in particular took the time to really took me, take me under his wing and, and coach me. But uh, he taught me some things. And I still say this today, though, in, in business, uh, if you want to be an entrepreneur, uh, there's many, many uh, challenges. Of course, we can assume that. But one thing I learned early on was information. Information is king. You've got to know your business. 
and you got to study it. You got to reach out, um, break through barriers, find out everything you can about what you're doing and become an expert. Uh, if, if you don't take that on and make it priority, you're doomed to fail because my Mike uh, always used to say information is king and, and it truly is because if you're in a room, which I've been many times and everybody's talking about the subject matter at hand and, and you know your stuff, you're going to come out of there with something. I mean, certainly respect and, and a chance at, you know, putting the deal together. So a lot of what I do in my business day to day is we buy and sell jets. So knowing the markets, the values, uh, where they're at, where, where the opportunities are, where the off-market aircraft are, things like that, that's information. And that, that drives everything. So that would be probably the first thing that comes to mind when I answer that question. So well, I'm going to rewind a little bit. You mentioned the crash a couple of times. This was prior to you getting around Reba. Um, what happened was they had taken off somewhere in the San Diego area, I think, late yeah. at night. Yeah. Mountains out there a lot. And yeah. they got disoriented and ran into a mountain. And it killed most of her band and uh, her tour manager, I think, back at the time. It did, yeah. So that now you come in the picture post that. What a challenge that had to be for you. Constant oh. negativity. Yeah. And like, do they even know what they're doing over there? And you battled all the way through that and then completely you know, build a successful team and, and move forward. So the company that they were using at the time was out of Dallas, Texas, and they were trying to make a foothold here in Nashville and, and get in with the country stars. And they had gotten in with Reba and, and, and unfortunately, uh, and I'm not saying anything, um, in this regard about Reba or her team at the time, because we're all, we're all sensitive to costs and looking for the best deal. Right. I mean, sure. We all are. So, uh, these, this group out of Dallas wasn't certified or properly, you know, licensed to be doing what they're doing. And so therefore they could do it at a much lower cost. And, and that gets their foot in the door, you know, Hey, I can bring you a jet in for X amount of dollars. It's cheaper than everybody else. And, Unfortunately, the uneducated, you know, just aren't equipped to ask the right questions. What we do, Joe, is complex yes. and uh, it's foreign. Um, you know, a lot of people really don't understand what goes into just making one flight happen. You know, the, all the efforts prior, during and after to just get an aircraft off the ground is significant and do it safely. So uh, one of the things I had to kind of work through when I came down here and frustrations was, uh, re-educating everybody to the idea of what things really cost when you're doing it correctly. Because uh, the, the other option of not doing it correctly is just not on the table, right? Mm -hmm. So that took a bit. But in time, um, I will say this, of all the memories I have of flying and doing business, uh, working with Reba is certainly right up there at the top. She's an incredible woman. I really enjoyed so much about her. Uh, she taught me how to play craps. Uh, you know, Vegas one time <laughs> introduced me to tequila shots. Uh, I mean, I have so many great, uh, experiences, with Reba. Um, and you know, she's, she's a fiery redhead and very driven. And that's, uh, obviously if you look at her history, you can see uh, that's served her very well, but, uh, you know, and uh, there's probably one or two times we butted heads, but, uh, she taught me so much about uh, forgiveness and, and apology, you know, 
she's just an incredible woman. I took so much out of that experience and uh, we've still had a chance to work together over the years, not as frequently, but the time she needed some lift or something, I've, I've been delighted to help. But uh, that's the neat thing about this business of flying is you get introduced to so many amazing people of all different walks of life. So my company right now services people in the entertainment business uh, across all spectrums. And it's just fascinating to me how somebody will call up and we'll get working and how they have made their money and how they've become successful. So I've been able to glean a lot from that over the years of uh, just being continually amazed at how people make it in this world. I mean, from making paper clips and Buying, doing so well, I can buy a private jet. It's pretty amazing. Well, I met you uh, through John at Make a Wish. Talk about how you've used your your flight company yeah. um, to help out some wonderful situations. Well, Make a Wish is an amazing organization, and here in Middle Tennessee, Beth runs that and her team, and they're great. And John has been a huge part of it. John's one of the most charitable guys I think I've ever met. And uh, I, I'm sure you're comparable, sure. Joe, but uh, I yeah. don't know John, who he's talking about. Charitable? No, no. What? I just I, it is an organization that it's we joke. It's like the mafia. You just yeah. can't ever leave whether you <laughs> serve on the board or you donate. Right. You just yeah. you just get sucked in all the time. And it is. You know, it's look, there's so many great. Uh, I run a nonprofit that I think matters. But sure. but uh, the yes. make a wish is which is, is great is, as well. Thank you. But it's yeah. an easy one to. Easy one to fall for, you, but yeah, you've you had, ran it for a series there. Well, you? I, I would on the board, but had yes. a lot of help. Jeff Lynch and and now, David Osborne and all those people. Beth Torres people. is yeah, the yeah, one who's been, been doing it for years, hasn't yeah, she? I yeah, don't she's the paid help. Yeah, but uh, I mean, I, I don't mean that. <laughs> she hears that to me like, geez, John. <laughs> but uh, paint the picture, Kevin, of uh, the Make a Wish Foundation has a huge fundraiser. Uh, the last time I was in it, large, huge hotel. I think it was at the Hilton. Jonathan Kane from Journey has moved to Tennessee. He is hugely involved in it. And uh, d- describe the arena that people see when they go to one of those. And Kevin's planes are up for bid, too. And he hauls these kids and will take people to a Journey show and stuff. Talk about that situation. Yeah, so uh, talking about Jonathan Kane, he's he's a, an amazing guy and also uh, very involved in Maker, which has been. But uh, we become great friends through this experience, like meeting John as well. And all the other names you mentioned, Jeff and David and Beth and just such great people. But, uh, so make a wish, uh, has multiple events throughout the year to raise funds, to grant wishes. And, and if you've ever been around or close to a wish being granted, it's something to see for sure. Uh, but, uh, one, one particular event that, uh, I'm involved with, uh, that I really enjoy is the stars for wishes, which just happened. And, uh, so we raised money. I think this year we raised $370,000 uh, just in one evening over at the Omni. Uh, it was, it was a country music hall of fame. Yeah. 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 That you should be, be raising 1.3 million, to be honest with you in this I, town, this in this town. Age, yeah. I agree. Well stated, yeah. but, uh, we'll get there, yeah. but it's, it's a wonderful event. And yes, I've donated flights. I call clients up and say, Hey, can, you know, we put something together. I'll throw the plane in and you bring the experience and uh, we'll do a show. And I've had uh, FGL, Little Big Town, uh, Jonathan Kane and Journey, of course, if you already mentioned, and, and many others that have just, you know, don't hesitate for a second and jump in. You know, here recently, Gary LaVox, Rascal Flats, um, lead singer and of course, this last event was extremely, I know you're smiling at me, John. I know, I just, I thought the over-under of mentioning uh, 
your son was seven minutes. So you went over. I don't want to, I don't want to sound I too self-serving. No, well, but, you, uh, he is self-serving. He's talented. <laughs> as, talking about Connor McCutcheon is uh, what, Connor? one of his four children, right? <laughs> yeah. Where that hat? <laughs> Kevin is How wearing that a hat get on there. <laughs> Connor <laughs> McCutcheon hat. Yeah. It's a great logo, by the so way. I think yeah. you have hats too. I, I don't know where all these hats came from. <laughs> Talk about Connor. What's Con- Connor is my oldest son. He's yeah. 22 years old. He's uh, struck out uh, here recently in music and uh, doing very, very well. Super proud of him. Uh, he just gradu- graduated UTC in May. So right. now he's back in Nashville. In four years. Four years? Right? Yeah. Four years. That, that's six or seven like Joe and I at Western yeah. and Butler or whatever. Combined, but. I think it took us 40 years, right? Between yeah. the three of us. Six out of the 40-year plan. You got my heart beating like a drum. So he's been in the studio working on new stuff right now. And I've actually got a few of his uh, final mixes here on my phone. I was listening to it. I'm really excited. It's he gonna, is it's very, so good. It's very so good. talented. Yeah. He's, he's the real deal. I mean, he's a guy that thinks he'll play a small venue and you're like, he's not going to come back here again. You know, I mean, he's, he's just going to be, be moving on. All right. Time for Joe and John have come to the fork in the road. So my wife, Julie, was a competitive ballroom dancer. She is technically retired now um, and moved on into horses, <laughs> which is a lot cheaper. She's dancing with horses? <laughs> what? I'm not, okay, that's really interesting. I did no, not know uh, that was it. My daughter, Sophia, who's 14, and my wife, Julie, have gotten now into horses. Oh, okay. and they're doing jumping, and it's really oh, nice. And I grew up around horses, so I, I love it. And my 14-year-old daughter is um, really focused on horses which is for a dad really, you know, nice instead of boys. So uh, <laughs> that day will come. Uh, no, no, you no, know, no. I think I'm the horse, gonna, oh, no. any it's, horse you it's want, not going to come. Any horse you want. You cannot date until you're 30, <laughs> but you can have a horse. Yes. Yes. So that's exactly you, how it's going down. Do you dance with her? Do you get any rhythm? You got uh, any feel? Uh, uh, early, the early years. That? Is that, uh, was that part of your, uh, is that how you wooed her? Is that? No. <laughs> <laughs> I wooed her with I'm a jet pilot guy thing. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The aviator. Yeah, Joe knows that. He's oh, used that oh, line right. all the time. Did you yeah. have the glasses and a mustache <laughs> at the same time? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my uh, Julie and I met on the beach in Cancun, Mexico. I was oh. uh, flying golf streams back then, and I was on a layover and wandered down to the beach to read a book. And 10 minutes later, I was talking to a friend of hers, and they were playing volleyball. And then she came over, and one thing led to another, and that there we are. That's a life lesson. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't know, know what, what kind of lesson is it? I, I, I don't know. Well, it's been good. You got four, four great kids and they all yeah, got these four different great things. kids. They're all totally, uh, completely different, different aspirations and interests. Um, all amazing. So it's, there probably is no greater blessing, right? Than to have four healthy, happy oh. kids. Yeah. Amen. So, and then Julie, to answer your question about Julie. So she was a competitive ballroom dancer mm-hmm. and actually won Dancing with the Stars in Nashville when it came through town. Remember the traveling show? Sure. I do remember that. So she won that when they came to Nashville in front of 20,000 people. And that was she an ABC show. Dance. Yeah. Believe, so she that won was, that. Yeah. yeah. So, but she competed all over the country, had a great run, but mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of hung up her dress. I, is that how you dress, dress or dress? Uh, yeah. uh, uh, shoes? Or, yeah. Shoes. Shoes. Because yeah, they wear we... really fancy 
dress. fancy dresses, and they got to oh, yeah. have one for every dance, right? Yeah, every yeah, different for the salsa and for this and yeah, the tango yeah. and shoes. And, yeah. and, the yeah. last time we were dancing, we had on platform <laughs> shoes, bell bottoms, and Saturday Night Live sound. Uh, Casey and the Sunshine Band <laughs> was playing was in playing, the back. Yeah. And, John had a mullet and a mustache. I keep bringing up the mustache. Was that Friday or Saturday night? Last no, just, which Saturday night? Just uh, last weekend? Saturday night fever. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that was also last week. <laughs> so John met, John met his wife on a night that wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. I met my wife on a wrong phone call. You met your wife on a now trip that you weren't how, even supposed how do you, to be there. How do you break the ice on that? Isn't that something? Uh, you I, hit on somebody with a wrong phone number? Uh, in a way, I was... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't we all 30 years ago? I mean, she sounded pretty, I guess. That's exactly oh what happened. <laughs> I've I never was heard working, a story like this before. Quick story was I was working at 103 KDF and my wife was trying to call the business office and she had called the request lines and sounded cute. And so I started my BS and turns out I was you flying. dog. I was flying at the time. <laughs> she was a flight attendant for Northwest. I love to golf. She was in golf in Florida playing golf with her dad. And, uh, we had the same, I was playing drums in my band at the time and she loved the same kind of music. And I was like, you know, we have to go, let's go golf. And that was your first day, right? As golf. I mean, this whole conversation, all this took place in about five minutes. Well, we went and golfed and that was 30 years ago. So, so you, you did the golf That's a wonderful story. And, and he had, he flew a golf stream. So there's, there's, I mean, I would say he had a better end than, (laughs) Hey, Hey babe, uh, how'd you get here? Well, I didn't, you know, I I took a TWA. No, I, uh, I got it. I got a no, I was, I on, a, I was on a layover. I was a pilot uh, on a no, layover. Sure. It wasn't that sexy. Oh, no. no it wasn't no. like my golf stream. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't, she didn't have to know that. <laughs> you, you, she, you know, but it, it worked out. All right, we're going to move on to... Rapid, 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 and give your 18-year-old self advice, what would it be? Uh, wow, that's that's a that's big, a big question. One wow. Right well, you're you one, you're, well, you're one be fun yeah. and light. Oh, I know. And there's <laughs> nothing right. rapid about it, by the way. We call yeah, it rapid say, fire. If you want rapid nothing. answers, you need to say, like, hey, what's two plus two? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so 18 years old, I'm... Uh, I moved out. Uh, I think I know everything, right? And uh, found me an efficiency uh, above a hair salon. And uh, every time I go out, everything I own smells like perm. <laughs> so what would I, I would, uh, I would tell my 18 year old self to be more patient. Uh, so how's that for an answer? Because I, I was, thread. that is a common yeah, thread. We, Jeff yeah. Fisher said that. He thought that yeah. that was the, the days go by so uh, so slow, but the years go by fast. That's yeah. right. Just be patient. And yeah, because, you know, at, at that point, when you're 18, you're not listening to anybody. Nope. You know everything. Yeah. Right. And, uh, of course, later on, and, and I moved out when I was 18 because it was friction with my dad, mm-hmm. which later, you know, turned into immense respect. And uh, my father and I, right up to the day he passed, were the close, closest we could ever have been. But uh, so that, that, that's what I tell myself. Just be patient. Listen. And quit acting like you know everything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a big pet peeve of yours, something that uh, kind of sits in your craw. I don't like to be negative, but I, I think everybody can can relate to pet peeves. Pet peeves. Uh, of course, there's so many to choose from. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, there are. I could go uh, alphabetically if you want me to, but. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Probably this uh, whole uh, left, you know, left lane going slow thing. Hallelujah! Oh my gosh! Don't camp in the left lane. Jeez, just why do you do that? I, you know, it's even a law now, and it just seems like nobody's paying attention. But it's it's a suggestion. I like cars, and you know, yeah, you do track a little bit, and so you know, I don't speed, but you know, if you're in the left lane, you need to be leading the pack or move over. That's a rocking jeep you pulled in. Thanks. There's 6,000 models of them, it seems. What is that? That is a Rubicon, a 2017 Rubicon that I bought. Drop ship to Ruby Trucks over in Concord, North Carolina. And Reggie there does all kinds of conversions, and that's the Mojave conversion. It's monstrous. It's my yeah, desert it's rat kind of thing. That looks so, out. Well, I'm driving it because uh, my wife has my regular truck because the garage door broke. <laughs> Um, and she was in a panic with kids loaded up, ready to go to school. And we had to shift. Thank good. To, I'm glad it wasn't raining this morning. Cause yeah, I got that would have been, off. yeah, it would have been a mess. Well, um, don't know if you have a CD player in there. I don't. So, uh, my kids don't even have, I have a 22 and 20 year old sons. They I only, do have a CD player. They, they, do, do we have John's, uh, dance tape? Is that what we're going to get into? Oh, no, 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 no. Fit was, yes, 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 yes. I know you're listening to Connor McCutcheon which you can probably hear on Apple music and anywhere else you want to you get can, music. Yes. Uh, what nice. are you listening to? What's in your, what's in your CD player? What's, what's well, a, what, what yeah, are you of course my son, I was just listening to his latest, um, uh, creations, which are in final mix right now out, out in LA. So pretty excited to get those back. So new music coming from mm-hmm. Connor McCutcheon, but I love classic rock. So, you know, I go down those, uh, Tom Petty holes. I go down stone stones. I, I, Got back in the stones lately for mm-hmm. some reason. So, and they've had these great um, on epics. They've had the show focusing yeah. on all the players, and they right. just had one on uh, Woods last night. And so, but classic rock. That's kind of my my. And I'll float over to country a little bit just because you know I like to see what's playing on my uh, son's channels. You know, uh, sure. But uh, yeah, so Petty. Uh, I'm a big Petty fan, of course. Stones. Um, Cougar, because yeah. that dates me, right? Cougar. Well, no, that Mellencamp. I'm an yeah. idiot. Mellencamp. Kevin, I had cats when I was divorced and single. I had cats named Jack and Diane. Oh, my yes, gosh. I, yeah, so that <laughs> I'm not sure that, that was a a, a repellent <laughs> with, with women, or I don't I don't think anybody said, I I think that, I think you and I should be together. Yeah. You have a cat named Diane. No, it's Jack and Diane, because it's, you know, the whole... The whole month. Isn't that funny that you, uh, you and I have the same experience of moving to Nashville from the North. I grew up in Delaware, like from here to Nashville, from Philadelphia. I didn't know what country music was. And my first job was working for Conway Twitty right next to you at Twitty City. I remember that. Yeah, you worked for Reba and that's when it was country and Western music. I flew both kinds, country and Western up to (laughs) Branson the weekend he passed away. Yeah. Dropped him off. And then. Uh, got the call uh, that he had passed on his bus after a show. And I, we had taken him up that weekend. What a so, great man he was. Uh, amazing worked guy. Worked for him every summer in yeah. high school and in college, pretty much. So about five, six years total. Hello, darling. Absolutely tremendous yeah. man. It was my first taste of big money and what it does to everybody, which is horrible. His family sued him for his estate for years after he died. 
you know, yeah. trying to fish more money out. And I was like, oh, how gross can this get? But he himself was just a, just a wonderful they man. They were just trying to get the shorts. I think the Conway Twitty shorts you had to wear as a, as a tour was, guide or whatever. The, what were you wearing? Like you a, like no, a, that was back when all the band looked exactly alike. Okay. You know, he had on his, it's like almost like a jumpsuit. Yeah. Nice. And, uh, all it, the band it, it wouldn't melt. It wouldn't burn because it was all polyester, right? <laughs> yeah. It was a yeah. huge fire. Stay hazard. away from fires. <laughs> all right. Um, you're, you're next. I'm ad-libbing <laughs> this next uh, rapid fire response because uh, you have such a cool car collection. What is your dream car? You may not have it, but I what don't. would be your dream car? I don't. I, you know, uh, God, that's a good question. That is John. a good, well, wow. because you're, I mean, you do the, you have some vintage race cars and you take them out on tracks and uh, you have clearly a need for speed. I mean, you just do. I mean, for, from the, from the helicopters to the jets, to the cars that you drive, you, you get into these, uh, cannonball run things and so forth a little bit, don't you? Not so much that I I've learned to take my, my ambitions off like the streets and onto yeah. the track, which is, uh, something I think that's, that's probably safe. important to yeah. say because right. many of us don't. And, uh, it's, Probably not the safest thing to do, right. especially when you have these high performance, fast cars that can do, you know, so much and they're designed for the track and they just bend them enough to be street legal. So you go to the track, but I go to the track. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm, to be uh, clear. yeah, just last night I'm signing up for something out at Nashville Speedway, super speedway. So, uh, yeah, I've got a track car, go to the track, have a ball. What, what is that silver car? Wait, is it the one uh, that's that a 56 Porsche 550. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. sweet. It's yeah. really and good. And I have tracked everybody. Some people like to sit on their cars and keep them under cover and yeah. not drive them or put miles on them. I put miles on everything. Oh, I've tracked everything I've got. Well, it's built. I yeah. Mean, it's not I, a I think you're, piece. you're, you're kind of, you're owning the car for the wrong reason. If right. you don't track it, you know, you need to go out and experience it and understand what these guys designed and what they were so passionate about. If you don't take it out in the track, and see that limit, you'll never find out. Well, what is the, how's the fa what's the fastest you've ever gone in a, in a car? As a driver, yeah. about 100, 186. That's I remember that day. It's I remember cooking. that day. Yeah, it is. Doesn't feel like it in an airplane, but I bet it does in a car. <laughs> well, you know, in airplanes, we sit up there at 40,000 feet doing 550 miles an hour know. and, you know, barely think we're moving. Yep. Uh, but when you're sitting six inches off the ground doing, doing 180, I'm telling you, you are moving. Give me a, give me a hotel and give me three restaurants to check out. And so, uh, what's a, what's, what, what's something you would suggest folks coming to town? This is going to sound terrible, but I Brown's diner. Yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> you know, I, uh, I'm old school. I still like, uh, I still like Morton's. I'm a member of the standard, still like the standard. Uh, are you, you know, a cigar guy? I am not, but every once in a while, it just hits you me. You got to have it. Okay. Yeah. And there's something about, if we were all sitting here having a cognac and smoking a cigar, I'm telling you, this would be a lot more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a good nine it in the It would be morning. a lot more interesting. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe we can get Tim, <laughs> Tim Osgander to, to, to sponsor, see, you know, maybe a sponsorship to, 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 to do that. Then we'll, you sponsor us, we'll smoke and drink all you want. That's I mean, it. That's, that's, you know what I tell cool. my friends, though, that ask me all these questions yeah. about where to go, what to do, because, you know usually don't have the time to come up with a list for them anyway, mm -hmm. but you know, this is probably a correct statement. Where can you go where it's not good? I mean, I, I, I don't think there's any places that really aren't making it happen. I mean, there's so many good restaurants, venues, uh, the hotels are knocking out of the park. I mean, we just are, have so many great places. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. True. Tell me, 
Maybe the question should be where where should we not what go? Sucks. Yeah, what sucks? Yeah, yeah, I just went down the other night. The one hotel. Have you, are you familiar with that? Yeah, and and uh, I haven't I, been there, but I, I went there for for a, for an adult beverage after a show, and it was uh, it was good. And the restaurant looks good. It's just so hard to keep up with yeah. all that kind of Is stuff. That the place we went, Nate. No, the hotel in second. No, that was yeah. something else. Okay. You know, no. you know, the best restaurant though here lately for me has been my my own grill by the pool. I've absolutely. I've been so into yeah. just doing some kebabs or throwing a good steak on the grill and, and kind of being in my own space. I guess that's something that happens as you get older. You got to wear shades. So Kevin, we like to kind of end the show on a day brightener, something, uh, some, um, something you might want to sew on a pillow or leave with our audience of, uh, of a good story or something that makes people feel a little bit better than, uh, than they did before they, they dialed into the show. So, uh, no pressure, but, uh, you got any words of advice or anything of, you know, people that are getting beat up and, uh, have tough things in their lives and challenges. And, uh, you know, you've, you've built a business, you've, uh, had health issues early. You've got a great family. You're, you know, next generation of all your kids having, you know, great careers and all this. So, uh, words of wisdom. Be kind. That that's something I've had to learn. Um, take your time and be kind, and realize that everybody's got their battles. Right? Everybody's battling something. You know, all three of us right now are battling something, whatever it may be. And uh, you know, just remember, anytime you're in a conversation, there's two people there. So be as interested in what they have to say as you are interested in saying what you want to say. So that's probably the best advice I could give because I've been trying to do that a lot more lately. Yeah. Is being as interested in who I'm with as I might think I want them to be interested in me. I got you. So that's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. So you can listen twice as there much you as go. you speak. Did you say so on a pillow? Well, I just, when you find, you know, little grandma, well, if you want some of the sews on a pillow, <laughs> since you're, I didn't know you did this. On the no, side. I don't. I do. No. I get my pillow soon. I mean, when do I get my <laughs> pillow? I would say one of my other things too is I've got it in my office. A couple little phrases that are quick to the point. Yeah, you know, to me the kiss principle is so sensible. Keep it simple, stupid, right? Mm-hmm. And if you can't explain something in sixty seconds, it's probably you shouldn't do it. But uh, do it now is something I have on my wall. Just do it now. Quit making excuses. Do it now. And the other thing that guides me a lot is you receive what you believe. And I'm not trying to go anywhere here because we don't have time, but I'm an advocate, and I believe that what we uh, generate internally is what plays out for us in this world. You know, we're we're like the light, and uh, we're surrounded by a big, big movie screen. And and what our our beliefs and and visions are eventually are broadcast onto this big screen around us. And so, you know, be careful. You receive what you believe, and that doesn't always mean it's good stuff. So if you believe in bad things and you're down in the mouth about it. Don't be surprised that you get exactly what you asked for. Cause, uh, you know, the good Lord doesn't, he's not biased, you know, he just, <laughs> he doesn't have a home team. <laughs> you want a fastball? Here it comes. Right. Exactly. <laughs> when you weren't looking for it. Yeah. Right to the head. All right. That's Kevin McCutcheon on second cup of Joe and John. It's the second cup of Joe and John as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, second cup of Joe and John at gmail.com. Now, 
hold on tight, and grab another second cup of Joe and John. <laughs>